You're listening to a Roddenberry Podcast. Great cast, including an Oscar winner, loads of visual effects, an award-winning composer, an original script in a world of reboots, and a film helmed by the duo that brought you The Matrix. (laughs) We are surely getting a film that will beget the next big sci-fi franchise. Well, no, not really, but that didn't stop the Wachowskis from taking a really big swing. I'm Jessica Lynn Verde, and this is your Sci-Fi 5, five minutes of science fiction history for February 6th. And on this day in 2015, Jupiter Ascending hit the big screen. Where did this film get its start, and why didn't it land with a majority of critics? Let's find out. Jupiter Ascending tells the story of a young woman, Jupiter Jones, who works as a housekeeper, who suddenly finds out that she's the reincarnated queen of Earth. What follows is the story of Jupiter uncovering her destiny, which includes a trip to space, going to the space DMV, almost marrying her previous self's space son, and almost being murdered by her previous self's other space son. <laughs> well, if that sounds a bit wild to you, Jupiter Ascending is one of those films that must be seen to be believed. In 2009, Warner Brothers president Jeff Robinov approached the Wachowskis about creating an original property for the company. Two years later, the Wachowskis began development on the project while shooting Cloud Atlas. Drawing from two of Lana Wachowski's favorite books, Jupiter Ascending finds its roots in Odyssey and The Wizard of Oz. Jupiter Ascending's hero is Jones, played by Mila Kunis, a young woman who navigates conflict with intelligence and empathy instead of punching harder. Even Kane, Channing Tatum's wolf hybrid character, finds his roots in The Wizard of Oz. The Wachowski said of him, Dorothy has a protector, Toto, who's always barking at everyone, and that was sort of the origin of Kane. The film is comprised of sci-fi standouts including Sean Bean, Oscar winner Eddie Redmayne, Maria Doyle Kennedy, Nikki Amuka Bird, Tuppence Middleton, Gugu Mbatha-Ra, Arian Bakari, Ramon Tikaram, and future Star Trek Discovery star David Ajala. The film is enhanced by a booming score from Michael Giacchino. For Jupiter Ascending, they recorded the music prior to the movie being filmed. Giacchino said, It's been done sort of backwards, and it's much more freeing doing it that way. I'm not locked down to any specific timings and what the film is doing. It opens up a lot more possibilities. The effects for the films were largely practical stunts. They created a rig of six cameras called the PanoCam, which was mounted on a helicopter and covered nearly 180 degrees of the action. During post-production, the directors could combine the overlapped film footage, essentially creating a camera that could swing around the action independently of the helicopter's actual flying path. This technique has been used by other directors after Jupiter Ascending. Despite the points in its favor, Jupiter Ascending didn't ascend to the top of the box office or with critics. Learn why after the break. Also on this day in 1922, actor Patrick McNee of The Avengers was born. test screenings pushed Jupiter Ascending back from a July release to February. This allowed time for 2,000 special effects shots to be filmed, but also increased the budget from $130 million to $210 million. 
The film brought in $47.4 million in the U.S. and $136.5 million in other territories, totaling out to $183.9 million, making it a flop. Critics were not kind to the film either, giving it a total of 28% on Rotten Tomatoes. Many cited that while the film was a visual and technical marvel, the story was narratively befuddled. However, the film does have its fans. Critic Gavia Baker-Whitelaw of The Daily Dot found Jupiter Jones relatable, calling the film catnip for a certain subset of geeky, self-aware young women. So if you find yourself in that certain subset, Jupiter Ascending might just be the film for you. This has been 5 Minutes of Science Fiction History, your daily Sci-Fi 5 for February 6th. Sci-Fi 5 is produced by Roddenberry Entertainment. This is a Roddenberry Podcast. For more great podcasts, visit podcast.roddenberry.com.